Shalom, shalom, and welcome. It's Kenny Russell, Bulldoze of Faith, Living Life in the Spirit. I just was getting carried away there in the ward. I didn't realize the counter got all the way to zero. Hallelujah. What a blessing it is to be together around the scriptures, to be edified and built up in the most holy faith. What a blessing it is to stand on the promises of Yahovah. So thanks for joining with us. I just want to encourage you, if you're watching on YouTube or uh, or YouTube, just uh, remember to subscribe to the channel. You'll see it on the right. Don't forget to ring the bell as well so you get the updates on what's happening. If you're on Facebook as well, make sure you like the Bulldoze of Faith page so that you get the alerts when we come live. But uh, thanks to everyone who's joining with us. Of course, we're we're early right now. It's only 10.30 here. Normally, we go out after midnight, but we're having a season of being early, so... Let's be led by the Ruach HaKodesh. Just want to take a minute to give a shout out to those who are tuning in once I get the page to load. Hold on one second. Uh, We've got Ray Hill with us. Thanks for joining with us. We've got Lola. We've got Mary. We've got Esther in Australia. We've got Gerda as well in Europe. Good to see you. Thanks for joining with us. Um, and is that all we've got uh, on here right now? That's all I see coming up just now. So that's great. We appreciate you joining with us. And for all those who are listening on podcast, thanks for joining us on podcast. Obviously, the podcast goes out five, ten minutes after this uh, uh, session this evening. And I encourage you, email me, Kenny at com. Let me know where you're listening from on the podcast as we're on multiple channels all across the nations. And it is a blessing to know that uh, people are receiving the word and encouragement in many countries around the world. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Yeshua. Okay, we've got Karen as well with us. Good to see you. Thanks for joining. Father, we want to take a moment just to lift up your name, to proclaim that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And without you, we are nothing. And Father, we don't want to see ourselves through our eyes, but we want to see ourselves through the eyes of the Spirit. We ask you, Father, that you bring a transforming work within our lives. And every time we come to the Word, we ask, Father, that we will submit to the Word, that we will experience change. We'll understand how to avoid pitfalls. And we ask, Father, for signs and wonders and miracles and a mighty move of your Spirit. So we commit this time to you right now as we just open up uh, some of the uh, scriptures that you've put on my heart today. And I pray that what is spoken here tonight will be a blessing uh, to every person, every family represented here, and a blessing to your kingdom in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. Amen. We've got Brandon tuning in as well. Good to see you, Brandon. Thanks for joining with us. We appreciate you, brother. All right. So, um, you know, we've been I'm going to talk tonight on a form of godliness um, equals powerless, uh, (laughs) powerless It's powerless. And I want to talk on this because, you know, it's amazing what religion does. It comes over looking like it is right. But there's so much deception that's out there. And I don't know if you enjoyed last night's message where we talked about the word and prayer Uh, the biblical order, the importance of word and prayer coming together and how important it is that we are in tune with the Spirit. We talked out of uh, 1 Timothy um, chapter 4, 
And we were going to go to Chapter 6. We didn't get there. And guess what? I don't even know if we're going to get there uh, tonight because as I've just been praying over here, there's some things that are just coming up in the spirit. And, you know, that's what we're going to look at. And we talked before about fighting to grow spiritually. How how do we deal with uh, that battle and, you know, just... You know, the importance, are we fighting? Uh, Are we in this faith walk? Are we going to allow doubt, discouragement uh, to guide us, to lead us? And, you know, so many times we, uh, you know, we're around the word, we're we're in the scripture, and then we're on our own. And it's okay when we're with others, when we're fellowshipping with others, even doing the, the live broadcast, we can be encouraged. But then when uh, you're on your own and you're, you're just walking through your daily life, you see things in your life that you're just disgusted with. And it's like, Father, this is not what I want to see. How do I live in the right way? And, you know, we've got to fight to grow spiritually. And another key thing that we're really pushing in right now, you know, and that is how are we going to live life in the Spirit? Are you ready for the signs and wonders and miracles? Are we ready to get to that place where we see the glory of Yehovah? And because of that, you know, I do want to get to the place of godliness where we talk about that. And, you know, we are going to get there. But, you know, the Father just put on my heart about this form of godliness that needs to be addressed uh, tonight. And, you know, we've got to know how to identify what's happening around us. So in Psalm 37, uh, a chapter that we all love and many of us know, I just want to read verse 4. It says, Delight yourself in Yahovah, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself in Yehovah. Delight. What does it mean to delight yourself in Yehovah? To be found in him, to diligently seek him. And, you know, as I mentioned that scripture, you know, it brings to mind Matthew. And we we shared this verse uh, in chapter 6 when we talked about relation to money and, and worry uh, I don't know if it was last week or I can't remember when we spoke on it, but we did talk about it. But anyway, uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, But seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things, what things, all the things that you need, how, how you're taking care of the food, the resources that you need to function. If you will seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day is enough trouble of its own. Let me tell you something. If we get caught up each day in the place of worry, everything you do in the realm of worry produces zero fruit. It just it just burns up energy and it deprives you of the blessings. So, you know, uh, to, to be someone who is found in worry is to be someone who denies the power of Yehovah. So we don't want to deny the power of Yehovah. We want to stand on the promises of Yehovah. And in Psalm 37 and verse 3, it says, Trust in Yehovah and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. So we've got to get to that place where we identify who he is. We're delighting in him. We are trusting him. It says in 5, commit your way to Yehovah, trust in him, and he will do this. Emphasizing again on the importance 
of trusting. Enjoy safe pasture. Enjoy the the place the Father has put you, that he will make a way for you. And it says in 6, he'll make your righteousness shine like the dawn, the justice of your cause like a noonday, uh, noonday sun. Be still before Yehovah, wait patiently for him. Do not fret when men succeed in their ways when they carry out their wicked schemes. Now, it's one thing you see this portion of Scripture, and, you know, you, you see wicked people just doing all their, their scheming, and, you know, you've got we've got to be careful that we are not involved in those types of things, but we know what it truly means to wait and to be still before Yehovah. So it doesn't matter what you think timing should look like spiritually or even in the natural realm, the question is that the Father's timing is always perfect. And, you know, that's why we don't know what time we're going to broadcast. Because if I said to you we're going to do it at 8 o'clock every night, you know, it's it's got to be by the Spirit. We want we want what is fresh from the presence of Yahovah. And if I've not received the word at 8 o'clock in the evening, I'm not going to share at 8 o'clock in the evening. I want to be in that place where we're receiving from heaven that we're getting a hold of that word. Be still before Yahovah. Wait patiently for him. And you know, what's important is that we are in the place where we are renewing our mind in the presence of Elohim, that we are in that place where we recognize, you know, how important it is to receive from Yahovah. And that's why I loved on how we, we shared on the word and prayer together. You know, we received the word. Here is the Father speaking to us. The word is being proclaimed to us. Then we can start proclaiming, declaring the word, speaking it back to Yehovah and asking for the Father to establish his word upon our lives. And in the book of Jude, it says, uh, uh, 1, uh, uh, 20 and 21, it says, But you, beloved, building yourselves up in the most holy faith and praying in the Ruach HaKodesh, praying in the Spirit, keep yourself in the love of Elohim, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Yeshua, the Messiah, that leads to eternal life. And, you know, one thing that's important here, he, he's not just saying, you know, build yourself up in, in your faith, but we, we see the importance of prayer. But here it's specific on what is said. Pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. What does it mean to pray in the Spirit? Do we want to activate the spiritual gifts within our lives you know, we, we in our language, no matter what your normal language is, if it's English or Spanish or uh, Hebrew or whatever your uh, basic language is, um, European languages, uh, Dutch, uh, German, whatever it is, you know, you will come to the end of your words. And, and sometimes we need something from the spiritual realm to take us into the next phase of intercession and prayer. And that's when we start praying in the Ruach HaKodesh, we move into another realm. And I just want to encourage you, you know, 
Ask the Father for the gift of tongues. If you don't have the gift of tongues right now, just lift your hands up right now. And we just ask, Father, you will pour out your Ruach HaKodesh, that you will fill every person uh, under the sound of my voice with the gift of tongues, that they will speak in tongues. Loose their tongue right now and let them experience uh, what it truly means to pray in the Spirit, to proclaim in the Spirit. Father, fill your people right now in Yeshua's name. Let us be those who are pursuing the spiritual gifts for the effectiveness of bringing your life and your truth to this generation. Father, we worship you. Hallelujah. Okay, I wanted to go to the book of Second Timothy. Um, you know, like I said, there's, there's some areas that I want to talk on, and I can't get there right now. But as I was reading through this scripture, the thing that stood out to me is the the importance of identifying that which is false. So we see that which is false, and we call it out for what it is. And, you know, we want to see the fruitfulness of the Holy Spirit within our lives. And, you know, within our community, we want to see the fruitfulness of the Spirit. And let's just read from uh, verse 1. And we're, we're just going to go through this chapter. It's what I, I really felt that the Holy Spirit wanted to bring to our attention tonight. So, But before we do that, actually, I want us to go back to a few verses before. Verse 24 of Second uh, Timothy chapter 2. And I really think it is important that we just emphasize on what is stated before chapter 3 as we move into that. It says, And Yehovah's servant must not quarrel. Instead, he must be kind to everyone, able to teach, not resentful. Those who oppress him, he must gently instruct in the hope that Elohim will grant them repentance, leading them to the knowledge of the truth, and that they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of Hasatan, the devil, who has taken them captive to do his will. And, you know, what we're dealing with, uh, you know, I, I love Timothy. You know, the book of Timothy is amazing. Here you've got this young leader that has been raised up uh, to uh, to lead the people, to be uh, as a pastor and to, to minister. And, you know, we see uh, Paul just teaching Timothy and being very strong with him on some key points to encourage him. What is the whole purpose in instructing people in the Word? What are we seeking to do? If we're ministering in prophecy, if we are uh, speaking words of knowledge or we're teaching, what's important is that we are bringing people in the right way. And sometimes, you know, we've got to be patient on how we bring correction concerning the word we've got to be patient we've got to bring people to what place to the place of re uh, repentance we want them to get to the place of acknowledging the truth so if the truth is not in us the best thing that can happen to us is that someone reveals that to us and we can pray that through so the truth can be established and you know i love not that i love what is stated here but you know it's so important that the devil's schemes and plans are to get you away from the will of Yahovah to the will of Hasatan. So what is the will of Satan? 
steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to steal your mind. He wants to steal your gifts, your calling. He wants to steal. He wants to kill you. He wants to do everything to take you away from the purposes of Yehovah. And what does the devil do? He uh, he traps people. He finds a way to trap them. So as we come into chapter 3 of Second Timothy, we're going to recognize, you know, some of those traps that we see so that we can be alert in the spirits and we can uh, recognize what is happening in people's lives. And and let me tell you something. I just want to put this out there and, you know, I don't really care who we offend in these things. We have people, uh, leaders who look like they are spiritually mature, trying to bring correction, trying to bring order, and they're bringing it out of a spirit of pride why? Because they have been in, entrapped by the enemy and they're doing the will of Hasatan. There's many believers, born again, spirit filled believers who have, uh, you know, taken on delusionment. They've, they've taken on a misunderstanding. And, you know, we talked about it yesterday that their hearts were uh, singed with that uh, hot iron. Their consciousness was singed and no longer uh, what should have been important and what should have been a guard to them on how they acted. It should have stopped them acting in their way. And instead, because of pride, because, you know, we've arrived, you know, we know this, we know that. And, you know, we've got to humbly come before the Father. And this is one of the key things in leadership as well. And the longer we are in the faith, you know, I I am just... Uh, at awe in the presence of Yahovah every day because the more he opens up to me from the scripture, the more I realize I don't know. So I don't take hold of the revelation and the, the power of the word from a position of, wow, man, this is great. I've got great knowledge. I've got great understanding. Let me tell you something. The more you understand of the word, the more accountable you are to the scriptures because you now become accountable to that word because you understand it. Now, what are you going to do with it? You know, it it requires uh, commitment. It requires us to remain humble in the midst of uh, the wisdom of the Spirit and and recognizing what the Father is doing. You know, we are crackpots. You know, Yeshua is perfect. We are not perfect. We will fail but when we fail, are we able to come back in the presence of Yehovah? Are we desiring uh, to pursue him, uh, to delight in Yehovah? And these things are what are key to keep us uh, supple in the hands of the potter. Hallelujah. That he can mold us and make us into what we are called to be. You know, so we've got to recognize that the work that's happening through us is not us doing the work. It's the Holy Spirit in us. Okay, so now we can go to verse 1 of Second Timothy chapter 3. But mark this. There will be terrible times in the last days. Okay. Great start to the this portion of the scripture. But mark this. Take note of this. This is important. Are you listening to me? There'll be terrible times in the last days. You know, now he's not talking... Uh, you know, way up there in the future, a thousand years from now. He's speaking to 
Timothy, and he's basically saying, as these words are being written until the return of the Messiah, these are the days in which we are talking about. There's going to be terrible times. And, you know, like we've shared before, you can be in the midst of the storm, even in the place of pain, and there is a place of peace to be found. How did Job get through the trials and get through the pain of what he experienced, even the abuse of his friends? Job, you know, what have you done? God hates you. You know, if, if, if God loved you or maybe you've sinned, you know, you've, you've got to get yourself right before God. And everyone's got great uh, analytic uh, systems and things that they want to apply to your problems, but we don't see the big picture. We don't know what's going beyond, uh, going on behind the scenes, and that's why that portion of scripture in verse twenty-four it talked about, uh, you know, how how patient are we with people? You know, uh, be kind to everyone, able to teach. Um, not resentful, so don't be getting angry when things are not happening the way you want them to, to to happen. But, you know, just say, how can I gently bring forth godly instruction at this time? So verse 2, people will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of Elohim, having a form of godliness but denying its power, have nothing to do with them. (laughs) What an interesting portion of Scripture. You look at all of this. Number one, proud, boastful, lovers of money, abusive, unholy, ungrateful, unforgiving, slanderous, (laughs) brutal, you know, treacherous, rash, conceit. You know, come on. If you see that in someone... Why would you want to follow them? But how can they uh, be operating with all those types of, <laughs> effectively, fruit, and, and yet having a form of godliness? So what is seen on the outside is not who the person is in reality. And we want to be true to who we are in the spirit. And, you know, we, we can look back at our lives and say, well, we are disqualified But by the blood of Yeshua, we are qualified. Yes, we all have regrets. We all have things in our past that we wish never happened. We acted in ways that we didn't want to act. We treated people in ways that we didn't or or shouldn't have treated people. But if we will stay in the place of repentance before Yehovah, we can see the healing that takes place in the spirit, and you know, I was just watching a testimony of a a young man, a a worship guy, who was talking about what was going on behind the scenes in the mega church world, and you know the things that they experience, and talk about lovers of self, and you know all of the pridefulness of these. Uh, and I'm not saying it's with all of them, but in many mega churches, they've got this, you know, superstar mentality. You know, where you can't get near these people and, and so on and so forth. And, and you know, it's a business. They're running a business. 
that it's all about, you know, are we getting everybody singing our songs, you know? Are we getting all of our stuff out? Are we getting to the largest audience? Are we on the best networks and so on and so forth? But how are we at heart? Are we walking in righteousness? Are we walking in the truth? Or do we have a form of godliness? And, you know, one of the the key things here in verse 5, it says, having a form of godliness, but denying its power. And, you know, that's why anyone who says to you, oh, the gifts of the Spirit are not for today, uh, or anyone who comes against what it truly means to operate in the gifts of the Spirit, if they're coming against the power of, of the Holy Spirit. All, all those things are done away with, you know, they ended in the book of Acts. You know, you're not going to see these things today. Stay away from those people. Get away from them as far as you can because you don't want to be in a place where you are denying the power of a mighty God. We want to see the power of Elohim in work within our lives. And that is through the Holy Spirit. So we need the Spirit within us. But those who have a form of godliness, those who are lovers of their own pleasures and themselves rather than lovers of Elohim, they have this form of godliness. They're denying its power. Your lifestyle will cut off the power of Yehovah. And I'm so blessed that we get so, uh, so great testimonies of lives being transformed, people being set free. When the word goes forth, it brings forth fruit, it brings forth results, and that is such a blessing. And that's what the Father wants. And my desire tonight is that we come to a place and, and we identify other people within our lives who are portraying, uh, you know, the will of Satan, the wrong fruits. Are they abusive? Are they, uh, you know, taking us down a different path? And, you know, let, let me tell you something. This might not be someone that you're close with and you spend all your time with, but how much energy will you give in those types of channels? Don't give energy in those channels, but give your time in the presence of Yehovah. We should be edified and built up and encouraged when we come together, when we fellowship together, when we stand together. Even when we talk about difficult things, we should still be in that place knowing that we are in an environment where the Ruach HaKodesh can move, where His Spirit can move. Okay, Uh, verse 6. They are the kind who worm their way into homes and gain control over weak-willed women, who are loaded down with sins and are swayed by all kinds of evil desires, always learning but never able to acknowledge the truth. And that's an interesting uh, statement. Always learning but never able to acknowledge the truth. It's one thing to know the truth. It's another thing to acknowledge it, to to say, you know, it's in my knower. <laughs> it's come to the place where it's part of my life. So we don't just want to learn for the sake of learning. And this is what rabbinical Judaism does. It just goes round and round and round. Learning for the sake of learning. You can learn so much. You can be some, become so clever. You could persuade people, answer them, do your apologetics, do all those different things, you know, But let me ask you a question. Are we 
able to apply the word of Yehovah to our lives? Are we making a difference with the commission? So what's the commission? Go into the world and preach the gospel of the kingdom to this generation. Baptizing, casting out demons, healing the sick. Bring the kingdom of Yehovah. And this is what it's all about. And I've traveled around and many people coming into a Hebraic walk. When I talk to them about what is your vision for evangelism? What's your your vision for outreach? Do you have a desire to reach out, to minister to those who have never heard the gospel? And they're like, well, you know, I wear tzitzit. Maybe someone will see my tzitzit and they'll ask me a question on what I believe. And that's my testimony and that's my witness. You know, that is not what it's about. How do we become that witness in every aspect of our life? And it doesn't mean you have to be a missionary. It doesn't mean you have to be in full-time service uh, in ministry. No. You know, how are you ministering at your work? Are we praying for people in the sports areas that we are attending? Uh, You know, in the supermarkets? You know, uh, are we listening to what the Holy Spirit has to say so that we can get to that place to realize that we are called to bring forth the word of Yehovah because there is many people and they're bringing an unholy fire. So they're bringing, you know, a form of godliness. They're bringing something that looks good, but really in reality, man, they're wolves in sheep's clothing. And uh, it says in verse 7, always lying but never able to acknowledge the truth, just as Janus and Jabres oppressed Moshe, so also these men oppress the truth. Now, you know, there's no mention of Janus and um, Jambres uh, in uh, the Torah, but um, some people say that these were the magicians who were trying to copy the miracles of Moses. I don't know if that's true or it's not true, but it could well be that that is what Paul is talking about here. That they're coming and what's their their plan is to oppose the truth. You know, you throw down, your rod turns into a snake, I'll throw down, my rod will turn into a snake, you do this, I'll do that. You know, but then there comes a place where we see the power of God will destroy the works of those who bring an unholy fire, who bring a form of godliness. It will be uh, destroyed. And that's what we are believing for. So... It says, um, it, it says that these men opre- uh, oppose the truth, men of deprived minds who are far from the faith. Um, uh, so who, who, as far as the faith is concerned, are rejected. So, so basically, they're deprived minds. They, they are not truly saved. They're not born again of the Spirit. They've got a deprived mind. So they have a form of godliness. And, and just because someone says they're a believer, you know, I'm, I'm looking for the fruitfulness on how people are walking, how we're living the life. Is the right fruits coming out of our lives and everything that we say and do? And, you know, if you recognize that you've got someone who is uh, teaching a false gospel or, you know, or, or, bring, or trying to bring you to a place of, of just learning and learning, but never acknowledging the truth. And, you know, that the, the Yeshua is risen from the dead, and we are called to preach his gospel of the kingdom to this generation. And that's a commission for every single one of us. 
There is nobody exempt from spreading the fragrance and knowledge of Messiah. Now, you might not be called to be an evangelist and out there doing that stuff, but we are all called to be a witness and testimony of a mighty God. Verse 9, But they will not get very far because, uh, as in the case of those men, their folly will be clear to everyone. Why? Because the power of God will expose that which is done in darkness. Verse 10, You, however, know all about my teachings, my way of life, my purpose, my faith, patience, love, endurance, persecutions, sufferings, what kind of things happened to me in Antioch, um, Iconium, in Lystra, um, the persecutions I endured, yet Yehovah rescued me from all of them. In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Messiah Yeshua will be persecuted. So you're going to be persecuted. If you stand with the, the truth, there's going to be huge opposition against your walk. That's why it's important that you don't stand alone. But look, even if you are standing alone, you, you are in the majority with Yeshua, okay? But we've got to get to that place where we recognize that, that the devil is going to be looking for ways to persecute you. He's going to be looking for ways to you for you to lose the will of Elohim and take up the will of Hasatan, to steal, kill, and destroy, to bring forth deception, lies. He doesn't mind if you've got part of the truth. That's what wickedness is. It is the truth twisted. So it can look like the truth and the wick that we have in the candle is twisted. And, you know, wickedness is the twisting of the truth. So it has a form of godliness, but it's really, in reality, wickedness. Everyone who wants to live a godly life in Messiah, Yeshua, will be persecuted. While evil men and imposters will go from bad to worse, deceiving and becoming deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of because you know those for whom you have learned it. And and this is important. We want to know who we are learning from. We want to know that the people that we uh, are listening to, and this is one thing that's important for me. I, it is a a priority in my life that I am known uh, for who I am so that I can be uh, trustworthy to minister the word of truth and to minister the gospel to this generation. That's why it's important that we do Zoom calls. That's why it's important that we interact with others so that we're not just a talking head that has something good to say and then just switches off but we're people that we can communicate with and we can grow together. We want to understand what is the background of the people we are learning from and are they uh, teaching the power of the Spirit? Are they teaching the importance of the Great Commission? Are they teaching, you know, how we are discipled by the Spirit, that the Ruach HaKodesh is our teacher, our counselor, or are they trying to be all the things that the Holy Spirit is meant to be in our lives? And that's an interesting point because many people want that control over others. They want to be the one 
the go-to. If you've got a problem, you've got to come to this individual. Instead, what we need to do is we need to activate and release the spirit within the lives of others so that they can overcome and be victorious. Hallelujah. What verse are we at? Verse 15. And how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures, which is able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Yeshua the Messiah. And I love this. It's not just uh, that you are wise because you've known the scripture from infancy. No. What's the point here? The point is salvation through faith in Yeshua the Messiah You can have all the knowledge of the Scripture, but if you don't understand Yeshua in the Scripture, the salvation, the deliverance of Yeshua, the purpose of Yeshua, the gospel of the kingdom, what do we have? Verse 16, All Scripture is Elohim-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the man of Elohim may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. That we may be equipped for every good work, thoroughly. You know, that we can go through and understand the word, how to apply it. And and I encourage you, increase your time in prayer each day. And, you know, you might be listening saying, well, you know, my prayer life is good. That's great. Then keep it up. But if you keep seeing yourself falling into these down places where you keep going down, you keep going down, then, you know, fast and pray through those areas and say, you know what, Father, I want to be stably minded. I want to get to that place where I am, you know, on that solid rock, secure in your presence. I don't have to be tossed to and fro with every emotion. I don't have to be tossed to and fro with every doubt. You know, when the enemy comes, you know, in your thought life, you've got to take the thought captive and make it obedient to the will of Elohim. So just because you have the thought doesn't mean it belongs to you. And this was a great revelation to me when I understood that because I used to be in condemnation thinking that all the thoughts I were ha- I was having were, were, were from me. And I thought, what type of a heart do I have if this is the thoughts that I'm thinking? But then I started to understand the importance of taking the thought captive and making it obedient to Messiah. And it stabilized me in the midst of persecution. It stabilized me in the midst of trouble. And even when lions, scheming, devil, rattlesnakes have stood up to uh, destroy my character, to push me down, I can stand. Why? Because I'm on the solid rock of Yeshua. I'm not going to shrink back. I'm not going to run away. I will stand in the presence of Yehovah and see the victory. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of Elohim's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to Elohim. This is your spiritual act of worship. Don't conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but be transformed with the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what Elohim's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So we just want to proclaim right now, you know, we're going to make a proclamation here. We don't want to be found 
in that place where we are taken captive to do the will of Hasatan. So, Father, keep us in the right counsel. Keep us in the place where we are being challenged and being encouraged. But, Father, we ask for the mind of Messiah. We ask that you give us your mind. And we just declare right now, Hasatan, get out of our face in Yeshua's name. We are no longer going to be um, held captive to your devices or to your will and to your way. We say no in Yeshua's name. If there's false teaching, if there's things that, uh, you know, that, that we have believed to be truth that are not right, Father, will you expose them so that we can truly walk in the fullness of the Spirit? Will you help us understand and identify those who have a form of godliness but are denying your power? And we don't want to be faithless. You know, we want to be faithful. So we come before you right now and we thank you for this word. We pray, Father, that this word will start to minister to us over this next day, that you'll communicate with us on this understanding. Is there people in our lives that need to leave? Is there teachings that we need to lay aside? You know, is there something that's going on in my heart? Is there something that's going on in your heart? Father, help us put these things right because we want the power of a mighty God dwelling within us. We want to see the power of the Holy Spirit make a difference. And Father, for this generation, we cry out for the brokenhearted. We cry out for the lost. And we ask you, Father, have your way within our lives. Amen. I hope you've been blessed and encouraged with the message tonight. And, you know, I think tomorrow we're going to talk about godliness. Um, You know, instead of a form of godliness, we're going to, you know, just share a little bit on that. And, uh, yeah, take a moment, share this message with someone. Who do you know needs this message that could be encouraged with this message? I encourage you to invite people to connect with our channel, our website, bulldozerfaith.com, where you can link to our podcasts, our YouTube videos. You can get it all off the website now. We've got all the new site up and new links that you can go through uh, on our platform there. I appreciate every single one of you. If you have a testimony you want to share with us, please email us, kenny at bulldozerfaith.com or esther at bulldozerfaith.com and esther will she's collating things together uh we are getting ready to bring the new newsletter out normally we get it out for the end of the month we're a few days late we're just putting things together so that it is uh in the right format and you know uh as the spirit uh is guiding us to do i appreciate everything that is esther is doing on this and uh tomorrow will it looks like we're getting the newsletter out to you so look out for that and uh, I believe that's going to be a blessing and encouragement to everyone. If you want to give and support the work, we are less than two months away from a move where we don't even know where we're going yet. But, you know, we're just asking, Father, pour in the resources and the finances to take this ministry forward so that we have the ability to actually move. <laughs> you know, it's one thing to... Uh, to move it's another to have the ability to move so we thank you father that you are unlocking the resources that we need to build those of faith here in the land of israel that you will guide our steps that you will take us to the right place we pray for divine appointments and holy assignments in yeshua's name i also want to you know 
uh, ask you to keep praying for uh, the young baby Maurice, a uh, two-year-old that Jackie uh, was praying. Uh, we were praying with this child on the Zoom call on Sunday. Just stand and, and lift this little boy up. We just proclaim in Yeshua's name supernatural deliverance and victory in his life, that he will be healed, that his brain will function, his eyesights will function properly. All disfigurement will go in Yeshua's name and that he will walk and uh, be perfect in the eyes of Yahovah, that his body will function correct. And we ask, Father, for your name to be lifted up. And we say, by the stripes of Yeshua, he is healed. So every day, keep praying for this baby. Also keep praying for baby Finn uh, that Barbara has had on the Crossing Point Global Community. Post your prayer requests on Crossing Point as well. And uh, look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in. Until tomorrow, shalom, shalom.